Hi, my name is Vikram and I am a concert photographer. Welcome to Tales from the Road, podcast where I talk to bands, musicians and artists about their lives and their stories. I grew up listening to a lot of these bands and musicians and over the years as a touring photographer I've also had the pleasure of meeting, spending time and traveling with some of these iconic rock stars. Tune in to get a glimpse of the person behind the icon and listen to some tales from the road. This show is brought to you in association with Baba Prasad from DigiSound Studios. Today's guest is the guitar extraordinaire and legend John Petrucci. John is best known for his work with Dream Theater and Liquid Tension Experiment. I caught up with John who was home in New York and we spent time talking about his new album Terminal Velocity, how the album came together and what it was like working with Mike Portnoy and Dave LaRue. John also spoke about how he writes songs, his creative process and his work with Dream Theater. How are you John? You I'm well? doing well, thank you. What yeah, is the well. uh, what is the COVID situation in New York? Uh, I'm I'm in New York. Um, it, it's a lot better than it was. Obviously, you know, mm-hmm. several months ago it was horrible. Yeah. But uh, getting back to normal, you know, we're all you still have to wear masks in. Uh, okay. In in public and mm-hmm. in New York City, the restaurants aren't. Oh, I think today they might be opening to twenty five percent capacity. But okay. um, still a lot. Yeah. Yeah, we're just uh, we're just coming out of lockdown in India as well, so. You know, yeah, I know. I, I'm reading. It's been uh, you guys got hit hard as well. Yeah, this has been yeah. tough. It's, it's been, been tough terrible. It's been terrible. There's, uh, you know, social distancing is not much of an option in India. You guys were here, I think, last year was it? A year before you played yeah. in Bombay, right? Yeah, yeah. I, we, I, you know, that that was our first time in India. We had a great time. It was awesome. Oh, you liked it? Was it good? Was I, it? I loved it. I absolutely loved it. It was so cool. Yeah, it rained. I think during your show, right? I couldn't make it to the it show. But... Horribly, <laughs> it rained. It rained really bad. In fact, we had to stop the concert because the lightning was so bad. Oh no! Yeah. Um, but but our fans there in Mumbai, everybody just stayed and they got soaking wet and yeah. enjoyed the whole night. So we we were very grateful. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Progressive music is big in India, and of course, you guys are. You know, people worship you guys here. So. <laughs> you know yeah right. that's crazy i saw you guys at hellfest last year i shot your set at hellfest oh nice last cool. year um rick uh, had me shoot your set hellfest perfect very cool yeah in fact i was going to come out to I, asia I, this year and shoot you guys in march but then everything got shut down so yeah 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 so um anyway john quickly coming to uh, you know talking about terminal velocity Congratulations! Fabulous album. I absolutely, you know, love the album. It's positive. It's uh, it's happy. I think all around, just a beautiful album. Um, it's yeah. It's it's been you know I've been listening to it in the car when I work out, <laughs> go to bed. Yeah, absolute favorite album. Actually, yeah, yeah. That's perfect. I'm so glad you said that because yeah. when I was writing it and producing it, I saw, I I was thinking. This would be like a great album to work out to, Absolutely. or like you know, if, you, if you're driving in the car and you're, it's just like instrumental guitar music is perfect for that type of thing. Yeah, I was just telling a friend of mine. I said, you know, it's it's just a beautiful album, and that's that's really all I can say about it. Right? Thank um, you. I really yeah. Uh, thank you. The thing that I really liked was every time I go back and listen to it, I kind of discover uh, new bits and pieces 
you know, parts of the album that I can really get stuck into. Um, was it a conscious decision to make it, I mean, it, to make it just a positive, happy album? Was that the idea? I mean, I guess so. Like, you know, a, a couple of those songs were written, you know, a few years ago. Hmm. Um, and, and they were already happy. A happy song was written a few years ago. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I, I've said this before. You know, I, I really love playing guitar. I'm so grateful that I get to do it as a career. Yeah. You know, when I sit down to write music, it's fun for me, you know. Mm -hmm. um, doing a solo album is even a little bit more liberating in that sense because you can kind of do anything. Um, you know, the album features the guitar. And so... I think the positivity is kind of built into it, you know, mm -hmm. the way that even though, you know, this was all done in, in, in the peak of the pandemic in New York, but it didn't really matter what was going on, you know, outside the four walls of the studio. You know, once I was in that zone and writing, um, it's just all about the music. And yeah, I, I'm not, you know, I'm not interested in, in making any sort of doom, gloomy depressing albums you know it's yeah. guitars <laughs> you know and so i wanted to express that yeah no it's beautiful i think that's really come out and is that reflective of you as a person as well in general positive i hope so i mean i have my negative moments <laughs> but you, you, you know if you listen to the music you can hear my personality sometimes <laughs> it's really happy sometimes it's it's pretty mean <laughs> on uh, <laughs> sometimes i get aggressive on uh, glassy-eyed zombies and yeah. You know, there, there's definitely a lot of passion and 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 love. So you know, yeah. you can sort of hear my uh, you hear my personality come out. Yeah. What is uh, how different is it to doing stuff with Dream Theater? Does this help uh, fill a different sonic and emotional space for you? Yeah. I mean, you know, in this case, it's it's I'm doing this by myself. So you know, everything that that uh, you're hearing is from my imagination to the guitar and so you know i'm sort of bouncing ideas off of myself so it's it's kind of like stream of consciousness wherever i feel like going with the music mm -hmm. it, it goes to you know in the case in, with dream theater you're sharing that process with other people you know we're in a room we're jamming um and that has its its own benefits as well obviously with the solo album i'm not jamming with anybody there's no yeah, you know, I don't get feedback from people. I don't know whether something is good or not. It's only based on my own thoughts. Does that make it harder to um, write because you're doing it by yourself and yeah. you don't have other people to collaborate? I don't know. Not for me. I, I think either way is is fun. You know, I, I'm in general, I'm a creative person, so I I sort of adapt to the scenarios. You know, if I'm playing with people and doing something more collaborative, or if, or if I'm by myself, they both have their their benefits and their freedoms. You know, the, the thing about doing a solo guitar album, mm -hmm. especially the way I did it, where it's just a trio and there, you know, there's no vocals, no keyboards, no, uh, I, I didn't invite guest soloists to come in. It's, you know, in that sense, it's just, you really get to put a lot out, a lot of your ideas, you know, yeah. uh, taking all the solos, taking all the melodies, writing all the music. It does very much reflect who you are as a musician, which is what I wanted it to be. Yeah. And, and again, with dream theater, there is certainly that part involved. I mean, my own personality is definitely Absolutely. injected into dream theater's music, but it's a more collective situation yeah. and it's, it's different. There's vocals and lyrics and concepts and it's a whole different thing. Yeah. Were you ever planning to tour with the album? N not particularly, you know, I, 
my thought was that, you know, I, I don't, I don't focus too much on my solo career. I didn't really have a solo career before 2001 when I did the first G3 tour. Mm-hmm. My, my career has been more based on dream theater. So, you know, as a solo artist, I've sort of developed it over the last 20 years or so um, by doing things G3 tours and my guitar universe camp and stuff yeah. like that. But so, so the touring side of it isn't really, it's not something that's in the, in the front of my mind. It's kind of like if an opportunity arises, then now I have more material to play. Yeah. <laughs> but, because I, uh, yeah, I was just wondering if it's a different kind of performance high with dream theater and if you had to tour with a solo uh with your with your music uh, but i yeah, guess you get that with g3 yeah exactly it's it's different you know dream theater in, in that case again you know it's a bigger type of presentation as far as production and there's a lot of history and you know a, uh, a lot of catalog yeah. and you know the interaction with the fans is like you're playing to people who uh, know you and your music so well and are, are taking in the whole thing. You know, when you watch a band, yeah. when you watch Iron Maiden, when you watch Rush, Metallica, it's like you're not thinking about an individual person. You're taking in the whole experience. With G3 playing my solo stuff, it's different. In that case, it's kind of more just about, I, I see it as a celebration of guitar, mm-hmm. and it's more about like, I don't know, being, there's more improvisation involved. There's way more focus just on me individually on the guitar. And it's a different kind of vibe. And you're also in that case, I'm playing to a lot of people that might not have seen me before or even heard my music because Mm -hmm. it's not all my audience, you know? That's Um, true. Yeah. 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 And, and, and the G3 sets are a lot shorter. I mean, I play for 45 minutes, whereas Dream Theater plays for three hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, coming back to the album, uh, John, you see there's so many elements. There are so many uh, influences of yours that come through on various tracks. Who are the people that you are inspired by and how did it play out in the making of the album itself? Yeah, well, you know, I, I think you can hear... Um, in in the guitar sound approach and everything you hear them the, and some of the songs like that metal side that's definitely influenced by metallica you know when i first yeah. really got into them in like 85 86 um you hear the the influence of alex lifeson and rush on us you know on some of my my approach to guitar and a song like the way things fall maybe um as far as guitar players, you know, my favorite of all time has always been Steve Morris. So I think you hear some of that come out a bit. I hear it a bit in composition, uh, like in out of the blue. Um, and I don't know, Al Demiola sides come out a little bit of Van Halen came out in this, this one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a little bit of Gary Moore. It's a, it, it depends on where the song is is going and the style of the song. That's the other thing about doing a guitar instrumental album is that I think stylistically mm-hmm. it's probably a little bit more diverse than a dream theater album. Cause dream theater has a certain sound. Absolutely. Yeah. Even, yeah. Even though we're a progressive band, so we always use influences from different styles. That's part of what we do. But I think, you know, with a solo album, I could do a blues song. I can do, Absolutely. you know, a pop, song like happy song i can do a rock straight ahead rock shuffle 
and you don't really question it. You don't listen to it and say, ah, that doesn't sound like dream theater. What you do is you say, Hey, this is cool guitar music. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, so that part of it kind of makes it really fun for me. Yeah. I think that's the beauty of doing a solo album, right? So whether it's the production or the writing or even the marketing of the album, I think yeah. you're, f- you're free to do pretty much as you please. You don't need to, you know, follow a set pattern or, you know, um, you know, I guess Dream Theater would have done things differently, right? Even with exactly. it, it putting, uh, you know, it came out on streaming and then the, the record is coming out, I think, later this month, right? Exactly. Yeah. So I could do things sort of the way, you know, it makes sense for me as an as a individual. Even the art, the artist who, that I used for the cover is somebody different. Yeah. Uh, Andy Sneap to mix this record, never used him before. He did a phenomenal job. Um, so all, you know, different personnel from Dream Theater. And even, you know, getting into things like song titles, it's like you almost uh, don't have to take it that seriously. Yeah. You can yeah. do things like The Odd Father and Happy Song. But, Absolutely. you know, if you saw that on the Dream Theater album, you would question <laughs> it. You'd be like, what the hell are these guys thinking? <laughs> yeah. But tell me, John, how is uh, Terminal Velocity different from Suspended Animation? Or how is it built on that? Well, in some ways, it, it has a lot of similarities in that, um, you know, it is it's all instrumental, no vocals, and it's a trio. Yeah. So I wanted to keep that um, that format. I really enjoy that format, the trio format. Um, also, it's you know it's similar in, in in that I think there's a diversity of styles. Like you hear my metal side, you hear some blues, you hear some rock, and and you hear some ballady stuff. Um, you know, obviously it differs. Fifteen years have gone by. I think I've grown as a as a player, as a musician. I think my sound has honed in more. Yeah. Obviously, uh, uh, same bass player, but different drummer. Mike Portnoy yeah. played on this one. Absolutely, That's yeah. very different, obviously, from the first one. Yeah. Different mix engineer, different uh, recording engineer. So I think I've, as much as I'm proud of Suspended Animation, I think the album sounds phenomenal. I think all the musicians on it were great. And Kevin Shirley did a great job mixing yeah. it. Doug Oberkirker did a great job engineering it. But I think Terminal Velocity shows my growth as you know, my guitar sound developed, my production skills, my writing, hopefully. I mean, that's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping to always sort of move forward in that. So terminal velocity to me, a really good um, graduation into the next, you know, next level. Which is fantastic, right? Because you've had this hectic schedule of, you know, there's all these things that go on in your universe and then you're touring and then you're, you know, doing dream theater stuff, but you've still managed to find the time to grow um, as a musician, despite being on the road so much over the last seven years or 10 years, how is that? How have you managed to, you know, kind of uh, grow in a sense as a musician, despite keeping well, this hectic yeah. schedule? Well, it's probably because of all that stuff, you know, because I think experience, there's not, nothing better than experience. So over these 15 years between records, I've done not only so many Dream Theater recordings, live albums, mm-hmm. tours, but again, you know, developed my solo side. So G3 tours, hundreds of shows with that. Guitar Universe Clinics, developing my signature gear. Um, all of that is because I'm busy, because I constantly have opportunities. Um, you know, that sort of causes you to to uh, to try new things and yeah. experiment and and grow and hone in on your skills and your sound. So I think it's I think it's like more a result of being that busy. Being busy. Um, it's kind of like a byproduct of being that busy. These, these things happen because you're working so much, you know? Yeah, yeah. 
coming back to the recording of the um, album, John, did you guys, did you do the tracks and then you sent it to Mike and Dave? How, how did the, how was the recording process itself? Right. So, so I wrote, uh, started in March earlier this year and uh, I wrote the, all the music and I recorded all of the final guitars first, okay. which is something I've never done before. So, you know, the entire record was written, all the guitars were done, recorded. I programmed me and my engineer, Jimmy T, uh, programmed uh, some, some drum programming and I played bass and Jimmy T played bass. So after about two months, we had a done record, like yeah. final guitars, programmed drums, you know, bass. it actually sounds really good. Like yeah. if you heard that. <laughs> so then, you know, when I asked Dave and Mike to plan it, you know, obviously I sent them, that's what they heard. I sent them that. And, uh, you know, in the case of Dave, he recorded remotely in Florida. Mm -hmm. So he was able to open up the sessions and hear what I did on the bass and interpret it and do his own thing. In the case of Mike Portnoy, um, he was able to come to my studio in person and track drums in the studio for a week with me. So the only weird thing, and Mike handled this great. He did such a great job. The only weird thing is that he was playing drums to guitars that were like, that were final. So, you know, they weren't moving, they weren't, tempos weren't changing. So I guess that was a challenge, but he handled that like a pro. And the end result is that it sounds like we're all playing together. Together, Yeah. 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 Which is something I was wondering, did Mike and Dave have a lot of room to maneuver around it or you know, you have a vision for the album. You know what you want it to sound like. Uh, you know, right. I, I was just wondering how much uh, space, in a sense, uh, Mike and Dave had. You know, sure. Do. Well, again, you know, I, I, when I showed them the music, it was a completed album. You know, so mm-hmm. they, they knew what I was looking for. You know, it, it's not like I just sent the guitar tracks and said, okay, now make up your parts. I sent them the completed album. But having said that. You know, Mike even asked me, he, he said, uh, you know, do you want me to play exactly what you programmed? Yeah. Or, and, and I said, no, you know, I, he was like, good, because I'm not that kind of a drummer. <laughs> and uh, I said, no, I want you to do your thing. The drum programming is just so you can hear my, you know, what I was thinking. And, yeah, yeah. and uh, every, every once in a while, there might be a very specific uh, rhythmical motif that i really wanted mike to do and i would communicate that like yeah but for the most part you know he he took notes and and prepared came in and did his thing and same thing with dave i mean dave learned my parts but he did his own thing and he didn't just like play note for note i I just played like loose bass playing yeah yeah. just you know so that those guys were able to um explore their own musicality and contribute in a really big way. Was this very different from the way you wrote suspended animation? Was it always suspended written in a similar way? You just went in and you just got it all done. Was, was, um, it, it was, it was different because suspended animation was written. Uh, first of all, it was written like in, in all different times. Uh, some of the music was written so I could do G3. Some was like later, and then the way that I actually recorded it, um, you know, I, I played live with Dave Desenzo and Dave LaRue and we got the rhythm tracks done. And then I started recording guitar, which is more traditional. Mm-hmm. Um, but even then, because Dream Theater was so busy, I had to do it like 
a couple of days here. You know, it's like, okay, now we're going on tour. Well, when I get back, I have a week, so I'll do a week there. With terminal velocity, I was able to do the whole thing. And this is partly due to the pandemic and the lockdown. Yeah. But I, I was able to do the whole thing from beginning to end, write it, record it, get it mixed, get yeah. it released. And to me, I really rather work that way because then you could very you could really focus on what you're doing and immerse yourself in yeah. the project. Yeah. Opposed to like, oh, I can only do two days and, bits and, now and pieces. I have to- yeah. 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 I don't like doing stuff that way. It's kind but, of weird. But it's amazing that you've been able to focus and get it done when, I mean, the world's pretty much turned on its head, right? That you've yeah. been able to keep focus and, you know, go in there, like you said, get in the zone and do it. You know, I've been finding it really hard to focus and get stuff done, for example, right? I, you know, you're right. And I, I think a lot of people uh, have been having trouble with that during the pandemic. I think that if I were home, trying to do this, um, you know, let's say in my studio on a laptop with headphones, like I, I, I would have never gotten any work done. It would have been really hard to be motivated, but, you know, fortunately the, the timing is tremendous in that dream theater had built a facility, you know, a studio Mm -hmm. and, and everything where, you know, we're able to make records there now. And actually terminal velocity is the first thing that I, I did it at the dream theater studio Oh, nice! Um, okay. and only like 20 minutes from my house. So I was able to, even though there's a pandemic, we're on lockdown, everything's closed. I was able to get up in the morning and, you know, go to yeah. work, like yeah. go to the studio, spend 10 hours there. It didn't matter what was happening outside and get the work done. And I did that, you know, Monday through Friday, Fabulous. about 10 hours a day, took the weekends off and it, it really helped me. It helped with my whole, you know, my sanity and my psyche. I think it helped my family in knowing that I was doing something productive during this time and that yeah. we weren't going all apart, you know? Yeah. 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 So very helpful. But was it good to be off the road? Has the break been good for you? Yeah, it, it, it has been. I mean, I, I, I don't get breaks like this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So it's been great as far as the family. You know, I also love live performance. And, you know, so I miss that. And and I think, you know, the bigger, the thing that makes us a bit different is that we all don't know when it's going to come back. Absolutely, yeah. How it's going to come back, what it's going to look like. And that so many, you know, this it's something that isn't talked about too much when they talk about, you know, the industries that have been hurting and affected by this Um the music industry doesn't come up that much, but it's it's really yeah. yeah. I know a lot of people that are closing, closing venues, uh, you know, yeah, venues schools, are closing, yeah. You know, crews, live touring crews are all out of work. It's yeah. it's really really bad yeah. affecting everybody. Yeah, yeah. You think of managers, agents, photographers. I shoot music. I mean, I we I had a bunch they, of shows lined up. I was going to do some shows with White Snake in the summer, uh, right? You know, and. Um, yeah, it's yeah. all kind of shit. So, you yes. know, we don't know um, when it'll come back. Uh, yeah, so you're right. You know, we, we don't know what the future of this will look like. Um, but I think they've been experimenting doing drive-in concerts and there's a lot of streaming. Yeah. Is that something you're looking at? I, I wanted to briefly touch upon the marketing of the album itself. 
Are you right. uh, looking for new ideas and, you know, things like that with the marketing of the yeah. album? In the case of j just talking about, um, you know, Dream Theater, for example, we, we weren't supposed to go into the studio this yeah. year. We had some touring left and then we were going to take a break. But, you know, because of everything that's happening, we're actually starting a new record next week. So we, we made that pivot as a band. We decided, hey, you know what? Touring might not happen for another year. Um, as far as the streaming thing, maybe that's something mm -hmm. we'll do, but I don't know. I don't know if that's something you could very, you could really depend on. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't yeah. know enough about it, but you know, making music, I know a lot about, and that's what we do. So we're going to yeah. go and, and make yeah. a new record. Yeah. John, lastly, I want to just very briefly touch upon, uh, technology and guitar playing. It was, I was talking to Jordan about it when we interviewed Jordan, we were talking about his geo shred. Um, yeah. app and things like that. How do you think upcoming musicians can use technology uh, better? You know, we have amp simulators, we have all kinds of things, right? So uh, do you do you see um, guitar players being able to use tech better? Well, they, they have been. I mean, there's no mm -hmm. doubt. I mean, the, the way that technology has impacted the guitar community has been like really incredible and has grown so quickly to where... Now, for me, I'm still old school... My favorite thing is plugging a, a guitar into an amplifier and yeah. miking it. Nothing sounds that good, as good as that. But having said that, uh, you, you can make records now anywhere. Guitar players can do things, Absolutely. you know, they, you don't need any space, you know, just on a laptop and with an interface and, you know, guitar sim amp plugins and everything. It's, it's also made <clears throat> for a lot of, it, you know, it, it's made touring a lot more affordable because they can carry around a little unit that they can put in yeah, that. Yeah, that's the thing that came out when we were talking to Jordan, yeah. right? That the economics of a gig could change if, sure. you know, something like he had envisioned actually, you know, people started using it, so. Um, exactly. So, so I mean, that that has grown tremendously. I mean, there's so many amazing things out there. You can get a great guitar sound now, yeah. very easily. And, and and also the way that you share that type of stuff, yeah. you know, because it's digital files that you can, you know, download, send, share. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's pretty incredible. It's pretty yeah. incredible. I yeah. was reading about a project. Um, I think they're using uh, machine learning that can automate the transcription of, uh, you know, music notation to tablature. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah, because they say a lot of, um, um, you know, I guess you'd know better, but they say a lot of established guitar players don't know how to read sheet music, but would rather right. read tablature because I think sheet music is historically suited for the piano. That's what I'm given to understand. Right. So. Yeah. I mean, you know what it is? It's it, most guitar players don't learn guitar by reading music. Mm -hmm. um, you know, most guitar players just you pick it up and you start to play and you learn guitar. But, uh, you know, for other for orchestral instruments and piano, you learn the instrument by usually taking lessons on how to read yeah. music. So it's a different learning process. I think that's why. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Lastly, John, before I let you go, I get asked this a lot. Uh, I know you went to Berkeley and I think John Myung went to Berkeley as well. Yeah. Uh, how much has that helped you in your career and what did you actually get out of going there? Well, you know, this might sound like the easy answer, but it it helped start my career because John and I went. You're correct. We met Mike Portnoy there. That never would have happened if we didn't meet him. We started a band we called Majesty, yeah. which turned Dream Theater, and that 
launched my career. So, you know, obviously besides all the other benefits um, of the education, music education, I mean, just being, you know, meeting people and being able yeah. to network that way. Yeah. It's, it's pretty incredible. I remember going there, you know, being 18 years old and in, in Boston and seeing all these guys with, you know, guitar gig bags on their back on the street. Like I felt like I finally belonged, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. The cool thing is fast forward. We just started, uh, we launched the first ever dream theater uh, scholarship with Berkeley college of music. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's a, it's the first of its kinds of band scholarship. Mm-hmm. Um, that that's an endowment that's meant to help young musicians who, uh, are thinking about attending Berkeley and need some financial help. So you can, people can find that on Berkeley website, but that's something we announced. Uh, okay. Pretty. Is it yeah. on the dream theater website as well? Um, I don't know okay. if it's not, it should be. <laughs> yeah, it should be. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Yeah. Um, what about the guitar universe? Uh, what is the, the JP guitar universe do? Is that a program? What is that? All right. So that is, so that's, um, you know, you've, you've probably seen a lot of guitar players and musicians are doing these camps. Yeah. Uh, like yeah, the, so the rock and roll fantasy camp and stuff, right? Yeah. This is, this is not that this is, this is hosted by a company called Dreamcatcher, mm-hmm. And I don't know if you've seen the camps that Steve Vai has done. Yeah. Um, Joe Satriani has done, uh, they, they do these camps. So basically, uh, in my case, it's called guitar universe. It's hosted by me. And I invite a, a bunch of guest um, guitar players that are the guest instructors. And then we have 200 people, you know, campers that sign up from all over the uh, world and spend uh, about five days together, you know, being immersed in this whole guitar thing. And so, you know, the campers, uh, um, they, they take lessons from, you know, attend classes from all these guest teachers. We give concerts at night. Um, I give master classes during the day oh, nice. and then we do, okay. you know, in my camp, we do fun things like, uh, we do like a barbecue by the pool. We did a wine tasting. We do all, t- it depends, you know, the, the next one, the third one was supposed to be in August, okay. but because of the pandemic, we postponed it. So it'll be, it's rescheduled for next August. Um, it is, it's actually, I think the right at the end of July, actually next year, um, it's in California. Okay. This time, first two were in New York. This one's going to be the first one in California. It's in Irvine. Uh, the guest instructors are, if you go to johnpetrucci.com, you'll okay. see the Guitar Universe. And you'll lose your mind by the guest instructors. It's just yeah. a ridiculous yeah. amount of people. And it's fun. We all like hang out and Fabulous. intermingle. It's just a really, really fun few days. It's great. Fabulous. Are your kids uh, musicians as well? Do they... They are. Yeah. In fact, my son uh, has a degree. He graduated from Berkeley with a degree. Uh, Yeah. My daughters, they're all musicians. They all sing, play piano, guitar. My wife's a guitar player. Yeah. Big musical family. Fabulous. Anyway, John, thank you so much for your time. Um, All the best with everything. Um, All right. I hope we see see you guys in India again. I hope so too. I I really enjoyed going there. So, uh, can't wait so stay healthy and hopefully things uh thank you I'd, I'd like to send you some pictures from hellfest whatever i shot i can i send it to roy or how, how does it work yeah absolutely please do it in fact you might it's possible i might have seen your photos if you were in maybe rick shared them with i me. sent it's them possible. to rick yeah i sent them to rick and jordan yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Might, he might have sent it but yeah if you want to send them to roy that would be yeah, great i'll send them to roy
All right. Thanks, man. All right, John. Take care. Thank you. Bye. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. That's it for this week's episode of Tales from the Road. Tales from the Road is brought to you by the Concert Photographer and Moving Pictures Media. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode. If you like what you heard, subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Spotify or Google Play. Thank you for listening.